You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagisk's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. So good morning, everyone. Um, we're being joined by James O'Donoghue, who's, who's dairy advisor in County Monaghan, cabin man in County Monaghan now, as we figured out before we kicked off this morning. So I think, what's the localised situation and uh, in Monaghan? And so you're going to explain to us that, that it differs across the county as well. Yeah, well, look at uh, thanks very much, James, uh, for having me on. Yeah, grass growth has you know kicked off significantly in the last seven days compared to what we've seen towards the latter half of May, early June. Um, that's probably coming from you know higher levels of rainfall. I was just looking at the weather data, and I think in in some places I've got up to eighty mil of 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 rain in total for June. So, you know, things are starting to correct itself in terms of growth. Um, and as you rightly said, the county varies here, um, you know, between north and south. Obviously, the more north you go, the more heavier soils you're getting uh, getting into, whereas uh, south uh, you're into, you know, different soil type and, um, you know, the drought, obviously, or the lack of rainfall and drought situation affected them farms greater. And you've seen growth rates, you know, over the last month drop down maybe as far as 30 kilos on them farms. Mm-hmm. Um, look at on average for the last seven days, just pulled it off a little bit. You know, anything from you know high sixties to early seventies in ter- terms of an average growth rate across farms, and like that on the heavier soils, we've seen um, uh, you know that they're getting in excess of maybe eighty, ninety mm-hmm. in on average. So, um, you know, most notably, I suppose what we've seen, you know, at the beginning of June, you know, J- John expressed it there and said that you know the grass plant was getting stressed and that you know post grazing uh yields were at the 1400 or below and grass quality was you know it, it was poor so there was no opportunity there to correct it mm. if you look at the post grazing height on a lot of these you know on a lot of farms now they're starting to approach 16 1700 so that would suggest that there's an opportunity there to go in um take out these surpluses and um you know very quickly i think we can get farms back on track i think i think you know there has been a some level of correction done in the last week if if that continues now this week uh for you know you're setting yourself up well then for the month of july i think yeah yeah yeah. so really it's it's not that different in terms of the big thing is correcting grass quality over the next couple of weeks absolutely um, yeah. that's where it's at yeah yeah yeah, I think, yeah. And it has, as you say, come out of a tough spring and then into a dry period. So there is a bit of work to be done on farms um, yeah. over the over the next few weeks. And that just to touch on the fodder situation, um, yeah. where is that at within 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 the region? Yeah, funny. We 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 completed a number of fodder budgets with uh, clients over the last while. And look, as you said there, going back, let's let's just go back a step to last winter. I suppose you know there's a lot more cows housed. Um, in in March and a lot more days spent inside than would would have people would have liked. Um, so obviously reserves have been eaten into, and anyone that was carrying that bit of surplus from year to year, you know, I'd say that surplus has come under pressure due to March come past. So looking at what um the you know silage is is needed on farms, I think we're, we're coming in there between what first cut was made and what small bit of reserve was left on farm with about 60 percent 
of uh, our winter feed um, for, for the coming winter gathered up. Now, the problem, as John said previously, is second cut silage is now, you know, anyone that cut early is probably all right, but those that cut at the start of that dry period, you know, the plant has, you know, moved to that reproductive stage. Maybe, you know, fertilizer could have been delayed going out on them swords in some cases with the dry weather, seen that in some cases. So, um, yeah, there, that that conversation has to be had. Do you reset and go again? Um, because, like I said, there's only 60% there. That's not taken into account a reserve, James. That 60% yep. is what's needed um, for, you know, you know, based on the stock numbers on the farm and based on your average winter period. So there's no uh, one month reserve added to that. So look, there's the same again, you might say that has to be Required. made and, 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 and collected for these farms. Yeah. And so you mentioned it there, I suppose, is, is the starting point, And I suppose I'm sure you're encouraging through the groups uh, really to get a fodder budget done over the next couple of weeks. Um, know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Is there an opportunity there too in terms of look at if you do need feed or identifying deficits that you go out and maybe get a bit of dry cow feed or something now? It's yeah, I, th- I think first of all, the father budget allows you to, you know, before without having one, you're just guessing, and um, you know, anyone that has maybe you know extra cow numbers or less, maybe less land or something like that this year, maybe the situation has changed from other years. You know, sitting down doing that for the budget, five ten minutes will complete it. Um, it's there on pasture base. It's 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 a great tool, and uh, it gives you your percentage in terms of what you have, or in 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 days short or days extra. So very suddenly you can see what's in store. Um, and as you say, if if you're in that situation that um you have you haven't enough or or your your requirements aren't there allows you maybe to go out if, if there is the opportunity to purchase some dry cow feed at the minute in terms of bales or or look at the other thing we're at the beginning of July um I think the you know hopefully we get good growth rates through July and before we start thinking about building grass for the autumn time there is that opportunity to um take out you know take out more paddocks correct grass as well and um you know with the hope of of, of getting maybe a, a, a maybe more quantity in our toward cut. Yeah. Yeah. As you say, there's an opportunity there in terms of four farms, maybe to identify and, and, and get a third cut squeezed in. Yeah. Right. We've heard a lot about grass so far. And, and the big thing is correction, I suppose. Um, breeding. Um, yeah. How, how was it? I suppose, how has it went or what are you seeing on the ground? Um, and, has there been changes this breeding season to, to, to that differs from any other, I suppose. Yeah, well, notably, I suppose if we go back to the springtime, what 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 I would notice among clients is there obviously the number one bigger appetite is there's more appetite for the use of sex semen, but you know actually going back, there's actually more usage I think of uh, sire advice, the sire advice program being used. I, I definitely see that year on year and more detailed and more um, use of the extra functions is available within the sire advice program. And particularly sitting down with, with where you go to sit down with a client now to use the sire advice, the first thing that's pulled out is the annual milk recording from the mm-hmm. year previous and cows are highlighted for, you know, either dairy breeding, beef breeding, let it be for culling, et cetera. So, um, 
go, you know, the two of them are working very well hand in hand, James. I definitely see, you know, the, the extra functions are, are being used. And that's leading on then to those giving lads confidence to uh, use extra, you know, to, 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 to use more sex semen than they were previously. Um, I know in, in some farms have gone all sex semen, which is leading on to a lot more um, selection on, on, on beef bottles and using the dairy beef index and um, sitting down and selecting your cows for, for, for beef breed and, and selecting the bottles then that's going to be used, and, you know, and, have, and having a selection of, have, you know, having a variety of bottles within breeds. Um, I think that, 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 that has been a big change, particularly in, in the last 18 months. Um, also, probably what, 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 what you also see from this is that, you know, AI isn't, you know, isn't lasting as long. On You know, they're not doing as much AI in particular, you know. So in some cases, you're seeing stock bulls being let out on week five and week six, you know, um, so that in itself poses a challenge in terms of bull power, and um, you definitely see um, more demand for stock bulls, um, more level of stock bulls on farms. And uh, you know, I think there is, you know, uh, you know, it's well highlighted at this stage that you need, uh, you know, if if you the earlier you go out with your stock bull, the more bull power you need. Um, so the more bulls you need, let um, from. You know, from from a herd size point of view, that can range from a minimum of two to definitely uh, up to four. So, look, depending on herd size, obviously. So, yeah. yeah. So, really, there, what you're, you, I suppose, the conversation around that is just to be careful. I suppose, you, you know, you're encouraging the AI for as long as you can, but just be uh, mindful in terms of. That yeah, I, no I, I think for the, yeah, I think for those that uh, have only AI'd for the short number of weeks, yeah, that there has to be a bigger emphasis on bull power. Um, Whereas if you're AIing up to week seven or eight, um, maybe look at the emphasis obviously still there for bull power, but you know, um, and I think sourcing these bulls early on in the in 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 the year is is is, is crucial too. That you're not leaving that decision until uh, until the end of May or early June. I think having them there and having them uh, settled is 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 good. Um, as always, folks, you can post your questions if you have any have yeah. any questions for James. But I suppose two other things on the breeding side of things. The first one, um, finishing this, is there is is that is that a constant battle? Is that something you're is, is that one you're winning? Um, or how how was that going? Yeah, um, I see you smiling here now. So <laughs> yeah, I think everybody knows their start date. Um, the finish date is a problem at times, and uh, there is times you go out to farms and uh, towards the you know middle or end of July or even early August, and and the stock bull is there, and you get the excuse that he broke out or something. So uh, yeah, no, I think at this stage now. You know, I think things has to be in everybody's mind. Well, right, I, I started on such a date and, uh, you know, pick your breeding season length if it's 11, 12, 13, whatever it is. And, 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 and go, you know, what, what date does that bring you to? And that's the date that it has to stop, James. And I uh, think if you, re, if, if, if you just look back maybe on, on April and May and if you had any late calving cows, maybe the challenges they posed to you in terms of, you know, you know, Maybe if was there any difficulties with them, or you know, the dragged out in terms of the the, the calving season and you know labour and all the rest and and, and selling his calves. So, look, I think I think you have to look back on that. Do I want that next year? And just say you know there has to be a cut off date when these bulls come out. 
Um, yeah, just I suppose. I suppose, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned it, yeah. You uh, just to go back, and you said what other look at uh, probably a lot more use of of synchronized programs on heifers. Um, just chatting to a few yesterday um, that maybe had done early scans or had been recording repeats or whatever. Yeah, look at a mixed, um, you know, mixed results, but generally speaking, um, some, some some good conception rates to date and uh, some some average enough. So, um, yeah, th- th- more usage of, of sync programs. But I feel, the, you know, when people people get a couple of years of under their belt of using the program, the more confident to become with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you say, on that tail end cows, ultimately, usually it's a very small number of cows. Mm-hmm. I would say every cow now is coming under question, um, yeah. given the given the, the, the circumstances um, mm-hmm. and the value of, of each cow on farm. Mm-hmm. So really those late calving cows. But I think that's, I, I, I'm, I'm confident from being in Monaghan over the last few months that, that that's, a, that's, that's when you're winning. Um, <laughs> come here, the genotype program, just to touch on it, actually, um, the national genotyping program, what's the feeling or have you had group meetings since that's been, since that has been released or, or what's the conversation like? Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, it's probably the conversation is 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 has, has been slow, so so to speak. Um, have had no kind of group interactions since uh, since the launch of it. But definitely, um, those that have pushed on in terms of uh, breeding and you know use of particularly selective breeding going forward, you can see that you know a level of interest generating from from uh, clients on the program and it'll be it'll be watch this space i think yeah very good the last i suppose the last thing i want to touch base with you on and i know you spoke at the national dairy conference last um last back end regarding costs and, and cost structure and look we've seen costs increase significantly obviously in 2022 um, they've carried into 2023, albeit they're easing now. Um, but I suppose the conversation around that at farm level, milk price has mm. has dropped by 20 cent or um, in around 20 cent a litre. Is there a conversation happening? What's, there is, what's there, the thoughts of farm level? There is. And um, I suppose, you know, you've seen a dramatic change within, say, 12 months and everybody's aware of that fact um and if you look back to the cost of production for last year which hasn't really as you say significantly changed that much particularly um for the first half of the year the inputs you know for the second half is going to be different but you look at the average cost of production is somewhat ranging from you know in anything from 35 to 37 cent for uh the average of my clients here in county monaghan um for last year so um you know this you know it has been raised and and questions have been asked about the level of profitability for the year uh coming in so look at there is that tool there the profit monitor projection tool and we've run that with two groups um in june just and i suppose what we done was you know we looked at um we look, first of all, we looked at the Im, or, or, or our outputs, right, in terms of and the big one there being milk. Um, I suppose, you know, it's, it, it accounts for 
uh, well over 90% of the income coming into the dairy farm. So look, we, we have reset that based on where, um, you know, based on where the group felt it was going to sit for this year, keeping in mind, I suppose, that there was those early months when, you know, milk prices were a bit higher than it is now. So, um, we, you know, we took that into position. We, we, we like in terms of the out or or our in, or inputs in terms of meal and fertilizer. Obviously, we've seen them um, come back, but uh, we readjusted them slightly. We increased the uh, ESB, um, and we kind of inflated all other costs. Then James by about five percent. You know, in in running with uh, national. Um, inflation so you know that that that's kind of what we done we you know we didn't go around and change a whole pile we just went in mm. looked at the big ones and uh and then i suppose when when you you know when you take uh look at the profit figure but then take your drawings you know household drawings uh which which varies among farms repayments and um we look at tax you know, we're very much sitting at uh, at at break even. The examples that we're doing, you know, when we take in them three other um, cash costs, let's say they are, you know, farms are sitting um, at, at at break even. So, look, um, you know, the question was asked at group meetings this month. Um, you know, what are you doing differently, or what are you doing this month that uh, in terms of cost savings? Generally speaking, walking back, um, a lot of clients are looking at trying to improve the grass quality for you know the latter half uh, of 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 twenty twenty three. The train re- and and that was you know leading on to maybe hoping to reduce reduce meal fed um, you know if they can increase the quality of grass. So look at that. Look, we've spoken about that earlier mm-hmm. on. So obviously, if that's done, a lot of farms can do that. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of clients saying that, you know, they're watching everything that they're doing. You know, there's no unnecessary spending. And uh, I was going to say that, James, is probably, you said to me that like, yesterday when we were talking, that's, there's there's a lot less work probably going on at farm level this year in terms of. Absolutely. And that's a matter of maybe just resetting yourself as well. For a lot of clients that would have, you know, with last year, there was a lot of good work done in terms of, you know, drainage work, reseeding, you know, um, labor saving devices, all that. And, and, and it's just a matter now of, you know, if, if we were in that, uh, mindset for, for, for 12, but we need to, you know, um, it's even maybe having a wee, isn't it? It's having a wee plan around that and maybe not doing as much out of cash flow as such. It's not to say that those things have to stop us. Absolutely. And, and, and funny, um, you know, we asked that question, what are you doing to reduce, you know, the, it was thrown in there that people are reseeding. They see that as a, mm. as a method of reducing costs going forward. So, like, um, I don't think you stop completely, um, yeah. particularly jobs in terms of grazing infrastructure, um, grassland, etc. Mm. Um, that can be looked at, and it can be, it can be, you know, short term finance can be used maybe to get you, you know, if 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 needed, if it yeah. if it taken from cash flow the other thing i suppose james to lead on from that is that uh, you know uh, you really need to be looking now at milk cordons and looking at cows and we talked about late calving cows you know we're at that level you know um where farms are at a break even you know there is maybe possibly on some farms where cows maybe they aren't performing high cell count whatever you know them cows are very starting to become very questionable whether they should be there or not um 
you know, you have a good cold cow price at the minute. So, um, you know, uh, and... And the Potter situation too, James. Yes, that yeah. Well. And tomorrow's the last. You know, tomorrow's the last stage. We're, we're six months done. We're we're going into the last six months of 2023. Everyone is probably over the next couple of weeks is probably going to receive their first um, interim nitrates report for for 2023. That's going to be different for everybody. Um, with due to cow banding, um. You know, if, if if you're used to being at a certain figure at the mid point of every year, that's going to be different. Okay, so I think as a recommendation, that would be to sit down and look at that, and that ties into the whole, um, you know, if, if yeah, you know, um, marginal cow, let's call it, or cow, yeah. um, in terms of cost as well. That if these cows are adding to a nitrates problem, well, then you know, now is the time maybe that'll that'll. Uh, you have time to correct it. Yeah, yeah very good. There's a, there's a question in there and you've actually answered it from David, but that 35 to 37 cent that you mentioned, does that include own labour? So you've done the calculations over and above that. Yeah. It's it's different for every farm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You, you've done that with your groups, I suppose. Did, yes. I suppose, did, uh, did they get a... Did they get a the, the last question I'll ask on that is, did they get a surprise when they sat down and actually uh, worked through that break-even cost. Absolutely, yeah, because I think sometimes, you know, we're, we're great at talking about the cost of production, but when we add those three other costs back in and look at the break-even, uh, it can change the picture. It can change the picture um, very quick. So, yeah, and um, it look at it. it you know, it's not it's not a laborious task if you have your figures there from last year. You know, you, you'll sit down and do this with a client in 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 fifteen twenty minutes. So, good, you know, a good exercise to do at you know particularly at the halfway point. Yeah, very good. And and that suppose that's use of the power of that in terms of you have an awful lot of clients completing completing that profit monitor analysis. So yeah. it leaves yeah. it easy to do that. Just a, there's one other question. I think we, we'll wrap up then, and I want to have just a little chat around the Moor Park Open Day. Uh, for reseeds, I suppose, um, really the question here is if, if you're spraying off um, and you want to get a good kill, I suppose, of, of docks, uh, what's, your, what's, what, what's your spray of choice? Uh, is it Roundup is the question? Yeah. Um, and I suppose... Yeah, right. It has to be round. And and look at going at a stage where there's good. I think you get the best response to Roundup when the grass plant is grow. You know, you're getting a high growth rate. So particularly anyone that's looking at reseeding now that didn't, you know, maybe missed out on it for the last month due to, you know, the grass growth being low and and, and supply of grass being low. That um, now is the opportunity if you're if you're not looking to taking out ex- surpluses um, to go in and reseed and and Roundup. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very good. Um, look at James. I I think it's always good to to have advisors on. I appreciate your time. Um, it's important to to kind of get that local knowledge in terms of what's happening, what sort of conversations um are being had. Um, as you say, as it was, the big focus is is grass. It's mm-hmm. finishing the breeding season, and then you've had that conversation with your clients in terms of cost of, cost of production, but then. For every farm, knowing your break-even costs, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and making decisions based on those conversations is the key thing. So, yeah. I appreciate your I appreciate your time this morning. Just Great. for two minutes, folks. Um, I just want to highlight the fact that the uh, Moor Park Twenty Three Open Day is on next Tuesday. 
um, Tuesday the 4th of July. Gates open at 8.30, but um, as always, um, it'll be running for the duration of the day. But um, do get in early in the fact that, that there's an awful lot to see. Um, just in terms of the actual theme, it's securing a sustainable future. And as always, there'll be a number of boards at the start uh, and you'll be fit to break out then um, and, ta- and take the day as your leisure. But just in terms of some of the boards at the start, in terms of, I suppose, there'll be highlighting the challenges and t- what what's the challenges within the industry, um, what makes our systems profitable, and I suppose then the impact of, and some of it you touched on, James, in terms of breeding and genetics, grassland management, and I suppose the role that has to play um, not only in the profitability of our systems, but also, I suppose, in terms of answering some of those challenges that will be highlighted. Then, obviously, there's a number of technology villages. I'm not going to list them all out, but there's eight technology villages where there's going to be a swath of of, of the research highlighted that, that's been done in those areas, along with displays, demonstrations. You heard John Marr earlier in terms of that grazing demo, um, clover demonstrations. All of those things will be highlighted. I suppose there's a couple of new elements um, which may interest people. There's actually um, there's an international discussion where there's actually going to be international researchers available to have a discussion on uh, the research that's going, going on within their own countries and I suppose how we can learn from that as well. A big one in terms of towards the end of the day is going to be that forum around the, the, the people challenge and the labour challenge. And sometimes that's often... Um, when we talk about the challenges, that's one maybe that that is um, overlooked a little bit, but that's a very real challenge within the industry, and and that's going to be discussed um, at the forum on the day. So I suppose all I will say is there's an awful lot there to see, folks. Um, it's it's one day, um, so don't miss out. And I suppose Chagas um, are inviting everybody, uh, both farmers and industry representatives. Please do come down. Um, and join us on the day. We've no doubt that um, there'll be lots of good take-home messages. So I just wanted to highlight that. Um, as I say, next Tuesday, the 4th of July, and gates open at 8.30. Um, next Thursday, then, we will have um, George Ramsbottom on talking about the new signpost advisory programme and what's actually available and how you might get involved in that. So... Thanks a million, folks. Thanks for joining in. Thanks again, James. And as always, folks, farm safely. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening.